unfortunately, because I didn't deal with my grief head on and honor my sadness, it kind of prolonged my healing process. And while I wouldn't change any of that for anything, um, I did gain the lesson of you really have to sit with your feelings and honor your feelings and love, love your sadness. And um, it just makes everything easier to, to move on. Welcome, girls, to the Get Up Girl podcast, where we are making you live your fullest and fun life. My name is Joanna Vargas, and every week I will pour into you with my stories, tools, and fun radical candor. I believe that when you ask better questions, up-level your habits, and get freaking real, you will have a happier life. If you're looking for more fun, more magic, and more joy, you're my girl. This one's for you. Are you ready? Let's create your dream life. Hi, girls, and welcome back to another episode of The Get Up Girl. Today, I have one of my besties, and we talk about, gosh, it's a really cool story how she was ghosted from her fiance right before the wedding. You have to listen to this story. And I told her, girl, you got to tell this story. Like how this is about how to get back up. I mean, imagine being ghosted from a guy that you're just dating, but being ghosted from your fiance. And this was before ghosting was even a thing. Before we go into that, I do want to just touch on if you're a business owner, or you're interested in starting a business, look, the world is changing. And I completely know in my awareness that in the future, we're going to probably need or require or help to have a second stream of income. I mean, look what happened this year. And moving into next year, I really want to help and educate you. I, with 25 years of business experience, you know, I really want to now teach and facilitate other future business owners or current business owners that are scaling and moving. And I am starting a business coaching group, 12-week program. You can be a founding member or a founding mama, whatever you want to call it. If you're interested, text me the word business to 323-524-9857. It's in the show notes. You can also go to my Instagram profile and the word text is right there on the profile. You just click there. It's so cool. Right on your phone. Boom. It just pops up and you can click business. Just write business in there and text me and you and I can go back and forth if you're interested or have questions and we can move forward and really like invest in you. If you're afraid to invest in you, cool. That means that you're excited or you're scared or something. That means that there's some energy there. So let's move forward into 2021. So let me know if you're interested and let's go back into the show now. My gal, Geneva Faith. She is a Reiki master and, you know, she's a complete wordsmith. She's a really good writer and she has a podcast called Tales from the Stripped. And she has a really cool way of putting words together and bringing you into a story. So she tells a story about how she was ghosted right before her wedding and then how her wedding dress made a complete circle into the hands of another girl. And I'm excited because I am starting a new business. I have been working on it all quarantine, all pandemic, and I'm not going to tell you about it yet. However, Geneva has contributed the first 
article into this new business. And it's the story of what she's telling today. So this is a little, you know, a little appetizer of what's in store. Follow her on Instagram and on Facebook, and it's in the show notes. And here you go, your story with Geneva Faith. Welcome, Geneva Faith, to the Get Up Girl podcast. You are my girl, one of my besties, and I'm so happy and grateful that you're joining me for this podcast interview. How are you today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm so excited to be here with you. Um, I love our time together. I love our interviews together. I love sharing stories. So this is really great. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited because you're one of my besties and we've spent many days at the park during quarantine, lifting each other up this year because you and I have had many falls, you know, and I am the get up girl. So I do want to talk about, you know, well, let's go just so people get to know you a little bit better. You are a Reiki master. You are a complete wordsmith. You're really good at words and writing. And how did you get into Reiki? I got into Reiki because I, I always had a, like an intuitive gift. It was, it was passed down from my grandmother and coupled with my desire to help people and inspire people. Um, I had a Reiki session with a friend from high school years ago, 2015, 2014, even maybe. And I felt so much better after I just I'm like I need to learn this and I need to do it and I hit the ground running and and here I am today. Yeah, I love that. And I've had a a Reiki session with you and it's just really incredible. Yeah, if anybody out there is like what is Reiki? How can you explain Reiki in one sentence? Oh, one sentence. Okay. It's the um it's it, it's an energetic um, healing modality, the Japanese healing modality, based on the principle that the practitioner, myself, can channel life force energy into my client. And it helps on so many different levels, like the spiritual, emotional, physical level. I didn't know it was Japanese. Interesting. Okay, well, makes sense. Reiki, the word Reiki. Okay, well, let's talk about getting back up because you have a phenomenal story and you have written an article for one of my dun, 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 drum roll future businesses that is going to be launching. And I'm not going to announce it today, yet it is being formulated and created and will be birthed in next year. I wanted to let everybody know about what you're going to be writing about because I just think it's a really interesting phenomenal story of adversity and, and, you know, how you got back up. And I would love for you to tell us a story that I forget how many years ago it was, but you were engaged to get married and long story short, your fiance ghosted you. Like talk about ghosting on apps today or dating guys. I mean, to be ghosted and never heard from your fiance and to get back up, please tell us that story. Sure. I, um, yeah, he ghosted me before ghosting was even a thing. So, um, but I, but I love sharing this story because I feel like it was my rebirth and it's something that I celebrate or at least commemorate every year. I do a Facebook post or I'll do like a, um, a, a, a healing day, a self-love day. So, um, it's a it's a very pivotal story for me, 
um, it was 15 years ago already. I was engaged to be married. Um, I was, you know, we were happy. We had everything set. We had, I had the dress, which is a phenomenal story in itself. We had the church booked and the reception and the honeymoon and the save the dates cards were out and everything was set. And um, it was one day to the next. I, I get my phone to call my fiance and his number was changed. And then my phone didn't work. And I, my heart dropped into my stomach and nearly fell out of my ass. It was just, it was so, it was so shocking. Um, like it was like a, a literal punch in the gut. Um, I couldn't get a hold of him. I tried going to his house. We were young. He was living with his parents at the time. His parents wouldn't even let me speak to him. To this day, I don't know what happened. I don't know why he did that. And it was something that I really just had to move forward with without having any closure. Like, I just, I'm like, I'm not going to get my closure. I'm not going to get my explanation. I'm not going to get my apology. And I'm just going to have to move on. How old are you when this happened? I was 26. And for him to change the number, and to this day, I mean, how many years later, you still don't know. How did you get back up after that? What are some of the things that you did? Oh, what was very, um, I think the most significant way that I got up was through my faith. I mean, faith is my middle name, like literally. <laughs> so um, I really just had to have faith that it was for a reason and that something better was coming. You know, I, I did think at that point that the something better was going to be, you know, a new love, a new fiance, a new husband. Um, and that, as it turns out, was not the case. Um, but things really, truly did turn out for me better than I could have ever imagined. Like, I never would have imagined that I would have started a Reiki practice. I never would have imagined that I would, you know, be a businesswoman, that I would have these incredible friendships and these amazing relationships or, you know, like, um, experiences, you know, like, so I, I had to have faith in something bigger than myself. I wasn't quite sure what it was, and then I thought it was um, but it, it, it turned out to be completely different. So that was that was really important to me was having that inner knowing that everything was going to be okay, and also um, leaning on my friends. During this time, I had a friend who went through something similar. Um, her husband had had left her, so and we were already like very close. So we really bonded, and we, you know just decided to have like the best summer possible or you know the best lives that we could possibly create for ourselves which was wonderful and and in that summer where we were having these great adventures like i i lived a lifetime like it was there were incredible experiences that i had which was great but unfortunately because i didn't deal with my grief head on and honor my sadness it kind of prolonged my healing process. And, and while I wouldn't change any of that for anything, um, I did gain the lesson of you really have to sit with your feelings and honor your feelings and love love your sadness. And um, it just makes everything easier to, to move on. We are all of it. Get over it. 
Yes. We are the sadness and we are the happiness. So you moved through it. Every year you said you do an anniversary on the day you were supposed to get married. Is it the day he left you or the day? Okay. The day that you were supposed to get married and you kind of honor that as a rebirth. That is a really cool takeaway for anybody listening for something pivotal that happened in their life. And I, as you're saying that, I'm like, what? Can, how can I honor something that if I would have chosen that would have taken me down a completely different path and having so much appreciation for that change? And I, I really, really like that. So as you're speaking, I'm like, what can I honor as an anniversary as now that I can see it in, you know, an aerial view? Because when you're in it, oh, when you're in the muck, yeah, there's no anniversary I want to have. But now looking back at it, what a gift. You said you had the wedding dress and then there's a great story with the wedding dress because that dress was meant for another beautiful woman. Tell us about that. Yes. Oh, this, I love this story and I am grateful to have had many magical experiences in my life, but this is by far my favorite or at least one of my very favorite. So I had you know, I purchased this dress and it was the most beautiful dress that I had ever seen in my entire life. And when I put it on at the shop, you know, the everyone, the, the you know, customers, the, <laughs> the sales people, I'm like, why do you we're getting really excited about my story here? Um, they're like, this is your dress. It was, it was a dream for us. I mean, just princessy to the max. Um, and I was so excited because it was the one, one of the only things that I was paying for by myself. So I did my little payments and, mm -hmm. you know, really excited. And I um, remember going home and talking to my fiance about my dress and, and just kind of joking with him and describing this hideous dress. And just a side note, to this day, I still kind of like, I'm like, oh, to this day, he probably still thinks that. That was I was gonna walk down the aisle with some puppy sleeves, so it, it tugs at my heart a little bit. But um, you know, so when my fiance did leave me, and and I I couldn't muster the strength to go and pick it up, and you know they were calling me from the shop, and they were like, oh, you really need to come and get your dress. So um, oh my goodness, okay, this is there's there's just so much to this to this dress. Um. I picked it up on a Sunday, that Friday before my friends and I had, had gone out to the beauty bar in Hollywood. That was our spot. It doesn't exist anymore. And we met these gentlemen that we kind of like hit it off with. And, you know, back in the, your 20s, you kind of just make out with everyone. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and, and I kissed this gentleman and it was such a beautiful magical kiss and my and my foot popped and, and it was great and I'm like this this was a very lovely experience didn't think anything of it didn't get his number not anything and this was in Hollywood so I go with my mother um, to pick up my dress in Pasadena that Sunday and the door was jammed and then I hear a voice say oh it looks like you're locked out I look up tell me why it's that guy it's the guy from the from Friday night. So from then we embarked on this lovely love affair that lasted um, a year. Yeah, just just about one trip around the sun and it was healing and it was beautiful. So I had this attachment to the stress because it, to me it was symbolic of things 
that things turning out better than you could imagine. Like, wow, like that was some like destiny shit right there. Like, you know, I met this guy in Hollywood. He turns out to have a penthouse right across the street from the bridal shop in Pasadena. And we just so happen to like, and after wow (laughs) magic yeah so yeah just um so he was he was very important a very important part of my healing process because i'm not sure i could have gotten through that day without having the butterflies and the delight of seeing him outside of the bridal shop so i you know i picked up the dress still the most beautiful dress i have ever seen in my life and I went and I got it preserved and put in a box and I kept the box under my bed and I kept it for years. And my parents would be like, you still have that box under your bed? You still have that box under your bed? And they're like, are you kidding? Like, that's probably why you don't have a boyfriend. Or that's probably why you haven't like gotten married. Oh or, you know, they're like, and I was like, it's just so special to me. I really want to, to do something special with it. So um, I looked into different charities to donate to and, and nothing nothing really came together nothing worked I tried selling mm-hmm. it work and so you know I I kept it until I knew what to do with it I guess and then and one day my mom just she was like you know what you still have that dress under your bed she was like get it we're gonna go and give it away um Alfred Angelo is closing there's a bunch of women in line over there you're just gonna find someone you're just gonna give it to her and I'm like, okay whatever let's just let's just rip the band-aid off and get rid of this dress and just trust faith or you know come to faith again that it's going to end up exactly where it needs to end up um but at that point i had had it for so long i'm like well i guess it doesn't doesn't even matter if it ends up exactly it's supposed to end up we just need to get rid of it so we pull up and, and lo and behold there was a big long line of you know women trying to get in to get their you know, get their wedding dresses. And before the car even came to a complete stop, I saw her and I got out and I went up to her and beautiful young girl, so in love, long, gorgeous brown hair. She's about the size that I was when I was 26. And, and I just said, are you looking for a wedding dress? And um, and she's like, yeah. And I was like, I want to have something for you. Come take a look. And it was like this you know, shady drug deal in the parking lot. And so I opened up the box and she was like, you know, her and her family were like, uh, what is going on? And I opened up the box and she gasped and cried and her family's crying, I'm crying. And, uh, and she took it and she was so grateful and she got my number and, you know, her mom got my number and her mom took a picture of her in it that day. And it was a perfect fit. She needed absolutely no alterations at all whatsoever. And seeing that, I just knew that that is why I held on to the dress. It's so emotional. That is why I held on to the dress. It wasn't mine. It was hers. It was hers all along. So, um, you know, and I was so fortunate enough to stay connected to her. And I even went to her wedding and got to see her walk down the aisle in the dress that I thought was mine, but was actually hers all along. She invited you to the wedding and you went. And how was that feeling watching her walk down the aisle in your dress? Well, now her dress. It was incredible. It was, it was just this, this 
full circle and this, this completion, like, and this, I felt so good because I knew that I had held on to it for a reason. I, I held on to it for her. And I just, it gave me so much hope, I guess, that things do work out better than you can even imagine. And, um, yeah, I, I just, I felt so good. It was an indescribable feeling. Um, and I'm usually really good with words. So the fact that I'm speechless, because it meant so much to me. And I know you have a picture of her wedding day with you and her. That is so magical. And we're going to be sharing that as well. I just think that is such a great story. It's really full circle and truly having the faith of, yeah, these things, magic happens all the time. And where do you think you'd be today if you married that gentleman? I think that I would be living a probably mediocre life and I'd be, you know, a wife and a mother and I'd have, you know, a, a real job. <laughs> um, and I would probably be very unhappy because something that I, I don't really talk about a lot is the fact that, and I loved him and he was my best friend and I definitely could envision my life with him and and we probably would have been happy as far as I, you know, knew what happiness was at that moment. There was a little tiny something of, I want more and I want bigger. Um, but I didn't, I didn't know what that was and I didn't know what that meant. So I think that um, God was like, yeah, okay, I, I hear you and, and let's do this. And it was, it was a painful way for me to to get where I needed to be, but I think that it was I think that it was important and I think it's exactly what needed to happen. And, you know, there was there was a time that and, and I remember this um so vividly. There was a time that him and I were, were meeting with another couple we went on a double date and, and you know his friend's wife was telling me about how she got butterflies whenever he'd come home. And um, she's like, don't you just love those butterflies that you get? And I was like, butterflies? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't, I didn't have them. So um, I sought to find them. And, and later in life, I knew exactly what she was talking about. And I, yeah. Janika, thought, were you secretly happy? when it did not go through or maybe unconsciously didn't know you were? That's a great question. I don't know if I was secretly happy, but I, I definitely felt, um, relief. I felt on the right path. Mm -hmm. because it was, I didn't know what to do. I was just left with like just pieces to pick up. Like my, him and I had, built a life together already you know we weren't officially married but we were dating a while and we were engaged a while and so I it was starting all over for your life too not just yes. from that wedding yeah yes. of cleaning up the wedding but actually restarting your own life as by yourself as geneva okay i totally get it you and i are in the 
in the journey of dating, of being open for a new partner and being patient to find that person that we know that will give us butterflies. And I do get the question personally, and I'm, I'm sure you do too. Like, why are you not married? What happened? Or, you know, the, you know, the head tilt like mm-hmm. that. And I could have been married a hundred times. Finding a, a man to get married is easy, in my opinion. But knowing and having those butterflies is different. Yeah. And knowing what I truly desired would like to have in my life, the level up, the upgrade, and being patient. For me, it's patient. And so you and I are dating. And so anybody out there that's single, that's listening, or maybe you're not single and just curious, like to, so that we can invite you into this journey. We share stories a lot, you know, because we're on these apps and we're, we're, we're talking to how can I explain it with the energy I'd like to say of it's a learning lesson. It's like a, wow, it's such a master's degree in personal development going, Oh, this is what I would like. This is what I do not like. This is what I would like. And it's just like it, like you said, life universe is kind of pushing you in that way. And how have you had the patience or have had the patience to to know what you want, to know when you know it. How do you have that? Um, sometimes I don't. Like sometimes, sometimes I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like I'm still single, and what if I'm single forever? And just you know, sometimes I think that, and sometimes it makes me angry. Um, but but overall, I know that there's you know a, a higher purpose for it, and. Um, I think that, you know, having that faith that I did when my fiance ghosted me, that something better was out there and having, you know, the, the 15 years of a life that was better in different ways than I could have imagined. I have to believe that for, you know, my future relationships or, you know, the fact that I'm, that I'm single, but you know, it's not always easy. I'm not always patient. It's not always sunshine and rainbows because sometimes I'm like, I'm frustrated. Um, but 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 my my higher knowing knows that it that it's for a purpose. Yes, you it for me. I can't explain it. I'm like I just know he's there. He is there. He's looking for me. I'm looking for him. He's there, right? And having that faith and knowing that for me, like I don't have to walk around and explain that. And I think it takes a lot of courage to choose that to choose a different path to be, you know, in our 40s and we don't have the the cliche future that other people have on paper. And it just, I think it takes a lot of courage. And I do want to tell more of these stories of, of standing out, of being the unicorn, you know, mm-hmm. and that you're not the only unicorn. You'll find other unicorns out there. You'll find other lone wolves that will, that will choose different. And even if you did choose, you know, that path, I wonder, you know, for like you, Geneva, do you think you would have been this age married to that guy going, what's next? Maybe you wanted to leave or, or some, or would you have stayed? I mean, who knows what would have happened. Right. But I wonder, you know, with, uh, with divorce and things of that nature, are we really truly happy in these relationships or we do, we just stay because we should, you know, and I think I've learned a lot 
on these dating apps, talking to these men that are divorced. And it's a whole new conversation that I'm having. It's so interesting and intriguing to me to hear their stories of that. And also to get the question, Geneva, from the men, like, what's wrong with you? What, you never been married? What's wrong? Oh, they're just waiting for the, the shoe to drop. I'm like, there's nothing wrong. Like this, I, I just said no to many men. No. Yeah, they asked me, but I just didn't take that. So moving forward, how are you choosing you when it comes to men currently? I'm not settling. And I know, um, you know, people and, you know, like parents and things are like, why don't you just, your standards are too high. You should just lower your standards so that you're not alone. I'm like, I'm you 42 lower years old. your standards so you're not alone yes, that is the mentality that a lot of people have that is the mentality that that I grew up with and that's the mentality that I probably had when I said yes to marrying this gentleman and not that I didn't love him but I didn't know any different that's what you do you know what you do and the words settle down settle and down those two words combined why don't you settle down I'm like I never want to settle down I want to level up yeah. 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 I'm and like, why well, settle now? I'm, I'm 42. Why settle now? <laughs> you might as well, like, you know. Yes. I think it takes a lot of courage to choose alone instead of having a warm body there. I will settle. I will lower my standards just so I have a warm body there, someone to text me, someone to make me feel good. And I'm like, I make me feel good. And then when I'm down, I call my girlfriends to remind me. Like, I'll call you and I'll say, remind me that I'm special. Just remind me. Just remind me that there's nothing wrong with me. Just please tell me there's nothing wrong with me. You know, and I think it takes a lot of faith to not believe that there's something wrong with you of why you are a unicorn. You are a lone wolf. I'm like, there's other unicorns out there and I will call them to lift me up. I, I really wanted to share these stories. And, you know, you and I, we've talked about these these gentlemen that were dating or at least have been or that their expectations of women are so low as well. Oh, yes. Very low. Like, you should just want A and B. And we're like, oh, no, we want C and D and E and F. And they're like, wait, wait, wait. They have compared us to so many other women in their past. They're going, oh, my gosh, you have such high standards. Whatever the, that word is that they're going to put in, that vibration of word you have, you're too picky. Heck, yeah, I am picky. Heck, yeah, I want the best. Heck, yeah, I want to be a power couple, of course. And it is, it feels, I could feel being sucked in when they say that. Like, I do want to lower my expectations and what I would like. I'm like, this is required for Joanna. This is what I would like. And I'm patient enough to wait for him or whomever that person is. So do you think that women or any gender lower themselves and then we we teach people around us to think lower so that when we come to them, they're already expecting that. Do you think that happens? And I hope I have made sense in my question. Oh, totally. I got you. I got you. you got me, boo. Yeah. Totally. Uh, what was the question again? 
well, talking to these men and they, they compare you to other girls like, oh, Janine, yeah. you're just, they'll text you. Oh, you're just too, gosh, you're so harsh. Gosh, yeah. you're so this. And you're yeah. like, why are you so, why yeah. are you so mean? And that's like, oh, like why are you I'm, so mean? Like, I am totally like not mean at all whatsoever. And the fact that, honest. that I am mean, I'm not sure what kind of girls you've been dating. Yeah. What kind of girls have you been dating that you think this is mean? I'm just being clear. Yes. Exactly. Just being clear and just um, having boundaries. And, and they're just like, you're mean. Um, and I think, too, that these men, like, they see, like, you know, a, a strong woman, you know, a confident woman. And they, they think that they want that. But then they, you know, so then, then they try and date us. And they're like, oh, wait, but I can't do that. This like, is a lot of work. Yeah, this is a lot of work, okay. Yeah, uh, a a past partner, you know, left. And I remember a girlfriend said, oh, Joanna, the guy for you would never leave you because I was under the impression, oh, maybe he'll come back. Maybe, you know, set it free. That saying, if you love something, set it free, it'll come back. And Hale's, uh, my girlfriend was like, um, he would never leave you. The guy that really is for you, he would never leave you. And I hated when she said that. I'm like, and now I can see it in aerial view, looking back, like you said, you know, looking back at at that day that happened with your, your fiance. And I'm like, oh, I get what she's saying now, but I couldn't get it when she said it at that moment. I wanted to punch her. Right. And (laughs) I'm like, oh, I see it. Yes. That, that. And I think it's, it's that energy when you're talking to the universe and like that, you're just pointing, you can't even put words to it. I'm like, that's what I would like. And that, and that, and that, and you know, it'll be gifted and having so much faith that he is there. He will come into my life. And if it takes 40 something years, it takes 40 something years. It it takes 50 years. It takes 60 years. I will find him. And I wonder Geneva, if I'm going to have 10 men, you know, 10 husbands, who knows? I mean, I'm already like halfway through my life with so many more years and I'm already like writing the end of the story, right? I think, you know, at least when I was in my teens, I was writing the end of the story already. I was already like, I'm going to get married at this age and I'm going to do this and this. Gosh, I was barely in chapter one and I was writing the end of the book. And I'm like, now that I'm at this age, I can't even see where I'm going to be in my 90s. Right. I'm like, that's so far away. Who knows where I'll be? So I think you have gals that are listening out there and men have the courage to choose you. And it may not look like the norm in this reality. And are you willing to choose you? Yeah, I love that. I love that. And and some days it's going to be easier to choose you than other days. Amen. Amen. Right now you're seeing the highlight reel of me and Geneva. <laughs> not, I, I wish we could do a live when we're like you and I, oh, just on the floor. Yeah. Not, not doing well. Calling gals or whomever. You got to have that person that will remind you of how magical you are and yet not go down to where you are. You get everybody get what I'm saying? that person, they're not going to go down and fight with you on the lower vibration. They're going to stay up there and they're going to give you a hand. It's like, if you're drowning, you're not going to jump in there and save them. You're going to throw them a raft and pull them out. That's how I kind of see it. Right. Unless you have to jump in there, but if you don't have to jump in there and you can just throw them a little thing to bring them to the shore, 
that's the person I think that is, at least for myself, required when I'm down and I just need a reminder. I need a reminder that I am good because right now I can't see it. I can't see it right now. You're in a dark room. So you're asking your friend, just turn on the light for me. That's all I need. Give me five minutes, turn on the light because I can't even see where the switch is. Yes. Yes. And I love that we can be that for each other. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. And thank you for, for lifting us up and lifting me up and gals, you know, have that person on your, and if not find her, it's just like you and I, Geneva are on the journey of finding that gentleman will be on the journey of finding that girlfriend. That's not going to go down there. I think that's the biggest thing. Cause I, I've had friends that'll go down there with me and I'm like, no, 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 don't go down here with me. I don't need two negative Nancy's stay here and pull me up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, let's fight and let's talk about how awful he is. No, no, no. I don't need that right now. Just, you know, pull me out. Don't jump in the pool with me, please. Don't jump in the pool. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes like, you know, people just don't know. And, you know, we have the best of intentions, but they don't, they're like, oh, well, I'm, I'm just empathizing with you. And I'm also sharing how, you know, my life sucks in the same way and I think you know some people are just viewing it as empathy or don't understand how to comfort people without you know commiserating with them and and you know I the intentions are there and I could see that but I also understand what you're saying it's like no 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 I, I need help get me out <laughs> like yeah. I you know don't come it in my yeah yeah it reminds me of Abraham Hicks and how you know we want two people at that lower vibration right. where have the friends in your life that can't be pulled out of their, their vibe, you right. know? Yeah. Right. I'm going to jump out of my vibe to go join you in the, the lower vibrating. Yeah. So I think out of this conversation, one is choosing you. Are you willing to choose you? And number two, finding that person, that, that high vibrating person that you can, alter when you are down. Cause like you said at the beginning, I asked you, how did you get out? You said faith and friends asking for help. And I'm like, amen to that. For me, it's like faith and knowing two is like actual tools. And three is asking for help. Like I thought I asked for help years ago, but that was such a lie. I would tell people my problems and expect them to help me. That, that wasn't asking for help, you know, but like truly clearly I am drowning. I need help. Pull me back up. Tell me how amazing I am because I can't see it right now. Yeah. So I hope that was helpful to everybody listening or watching. And Geneva, how can everybody follow you? Uh, you know, um, how can they get a hold of you? Um, you can get a hold of me on Instagram. I'm on Instagram under Geneva Faith Official. I'm also on Facebook as Geneva Faith. Um, my website is ReikiByGeneva.com. Um, I offer a bunch of different healing services, you know, based on my own personal experiences. So, um, yeah, I have like all my contact information on my website and even on Instagram and Facebook. So I would, yeah, let's stay connected. Let's, I would love to hear from you. Ask me questions that, you know. Yeah. Geneva's really good at like, Hey, this happened to me, help me out type of thing. Because there's also like a part two that we got to do with other things that have happened. So we'll do a part two so that we can share more of that as well. 
Neva, thank you so much for spending the time with the gals and you're on Facebook as well. I appreciate you. I adore you. And until next time, gals, remember to get back up. Thank you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode and know of another girl who can benefit from this message, please share it with your girlfriends and tag me on Instagram at Joanna Vargas Official. I love your DMs. Also, I would be honored if you'd take 30 seconds and give the Get Up Girl a five-star review. I appreciate and love you all. And remember, girl, to get up and live fully.